0: Happy Tuesday everyone, this is your host Brandi Williamson. I'm a believer, wife, mother, and birth and postpartum performance coach. This podcast is all about equipping mothers with actionable sport and performance psychology techniques and inspirational advice with a faith-based perspective to help you excel in your journey of motherhood all while deepening your faith in Jesus. Making a vow to be in a covenantal, God-ordained relationship with one person for the rest of your life is hard work. The movies have us believing that once we find our prince charming, we'll be able to weather any storm solely based off of our intense desire and emotion and passion for one another. However, all we have to do is look around us and see countless family members, friends, and even celebrity marriages ending in divorce. According to the National Survey of Family Growth, the refined divorce rate, which only takes into account married individuals, in the United States is 14.9 per 1,000 married women. The probability that marriages will end in a divorce within the first 10 years is approximately 33% as estimated by the American Psychological Association. The U.S. Census Bureau in 2021 found that approximately 7 years was the median duration of first-year marriages that ended in divorce, with most couples severing the union in their late 20s to early 30s. As sad as this is, I'm honestly not shocked. Culture tells us we can have whatever we want whenever we want, with the looming fulfillment of every imaginable temptation within an arm's reach away on our phones and computers. Simultaneously, we battle our own selfishness and pride as we fight this tension of getting what we want while trying to love our spouses too. Adding childbirth to the mix with sleep deprivation, changing hormones, and new schedules makes it all feel so overwhelming in the midst of marital conflict. On today's episode, we are going to pull from renowned relationship expertise and biblical truths to strengthen our marriages, in turn, creating better opportunities for our families, specifically after childbirth. Welcome back to Mom Material. Doctors Julie and John Gottman have over 40 years of research and therapeutic interventions promoting healthy and long-lasting relationships. The Gottmans note in their book, In A Baby Makes Three, the six-step plan for preserving marital intimacy and rekindling romance after a baby arrives that two-thirds of couples in their research study had significant drop in relationship satisfaction after their first child was born. Conflict, hostility, fighting, and exhaustion had worsened between them, while emotional intimacy, passion, romance, and sex deteriorated dramatically. They go on to mention the newborn suffers as well. Distress makes parents less responsive to their babies, creating a withdrawn parent-child emotional relationship. John and Julie Gottman's research also found that babies raised by unhappy parents were delayed in speech, potty training, and the ability to self-soothe compared to babies with content parents. Our babies are counting on us to figure it out with one another, to make it work, and make our marriages last. So what can we implement right now? If mom material is adding value to your life in any way, please follow the show. It helps boost our visibility on listening platforms so other people can find us easier and share in a similar experience. First, we start with humility. Any form of submission or low self-regard seems to be repulsive to our modern-day culture, but is actually a crucial ingredient for loving well. In Ephesians 5, Paul writes about the mutual submission of wife to husband and husband to wife that marks Christian marriages. The unnatural elevation of the needs of our spouse before our own and humility changes our heart posture and outward demeanor that removes pride and strengthens our commitment to choose love. Humility also allows us to forgive. We can recognize where we may have contributed to the problem or how we might have actually hurt our spouse and vulnerably ask for forgiveness. This is one of the hardest things for me I find myself wanting to hold on to anger as to somehow justify myself if I feel slighted by my spouse. I realized out of my pride, I can cause greater pain and separation instead of reconciliation. Unknowingly, I had committed one of the four horsemen of divorce Dr. John Gottman is famously noted to be able to predict divorce with a 90% accuracy rating simply by watching behavioral patterns and communication styles observed between partners during conflict. Let's look at specific behaviors he calls the four horsemen of divorce. Criticism. Criticism is when we attack our partner's defects using words like you always or you never. You always forget to take the trash out. You never remember to call me. Defensiveness. Defensiveness is when we deflect the criticism back to our spouse. Dr. Gottman notes, we often try to quickly reciprocate criticism by attacking our partners, absolving ourselves from any blame, going so far as to be righteously indignant that we would never do the same thing that they did or proclaiming to be a victim in it all. We can qualify our actions by minimizing them to our partners while saying, yeah, I mean, I wasn't that late or it's only because my boss hates me and never lets me leave early like yours. Contempt. Contempt is when we condescend our partner. It's the biggest predictor of divorce that can also be verbally abusive and manipulative towards our spouses. An example would be calling your partner a cuss word or asking them what they're going to do to make it up to you. Stonewalling. Stonewalling is when we block out our spouses by giving them very little feedback. Think silent treatment. Self-awareness helps us realize what we do and what we might consider changing in the future for the well-being of ourself and our relationship. I look at each of these behaviors and can think of a time that I acted ugly towards my spouse, letting down the person I've literally committed to loving the best. So I want to change. Now, once we've identified where we might need to change and where change might need to take place. What do we do now? Dr. Gottman shares antidotes for each of the four horsemen. The antidote for criticism is to neutrally make a complaint, starting with I instead of you. See the facts of what happened instead of your analysis of your partner. For example, I'm frustrated that I've asked you to help me wash the dishes and they are still in the sink instead of saying something along the lines of you're so lazy you always leave me with all of the dishes to clean. Second, the antidote to defensiveness is to admit where we might have messed up or contributed to the problem. With a simple I'm sorry for getting frustrated with you yesterday. I could have done a better job of listening instead of talking over you to prove my point. Third, The antidote for contempt is expressing appreciation and respect. Intentionally find something your partner did that you liked and compliment them on it. It's easy to say, I noticed you filled up my gas tank yesterday. That really means a lot to me. 4. The antidote to stonewalling is expressing to your partner you might be emotionally flooded after a conflict and need some space. Share a manageable length of time that you will need to cool off. Share where you're going to go to do so if you're going to walk around the apartment or go to the gym for a workout and collect your thoughts there. Promptly return to your spouse and talk things over again as to not unnecessarily harm them by leaving them in limbo waiting on when you'll come back. I love the simplistic formula of bringing up hard things to your spouse that Gottman share with new parents. Unlike the harsh behaviors of the four horsemen, a soft startup contains three elements we can include any time we need to bring up an issue in our marriages. All we have to keep in mind is to say what we feel, describe the situation neutrally, and express what we need. The Gottmans discovered that 96% of all conflict conversations between partners are determined on how it starts off. I am so thankful and hopeful to think that we can change the trajectory of our conflicts all by the way we begin the conversation. We can start now. We can start right where we're at. We can choose to lay down our pride and each day uphold the commitment of love to our spouses. I hope you feel more encouraged and practically equipped to continue to fight for your marriage and give your children the opportunity to be raised in a healthy and humble family. Thanks for listening.